Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. I'm Isaiah. I'm Charlie. And I'm Steven. And this week we played Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Not the Olympic Winter Games. That's a different game. <laughs> Not the Olympic Winter Games. Glad you caught yourself that time, Steven. This game has a DS version, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe it was Winter that had a DS version. I think they both do. The first two or three had DS versions. So we didn't play the DS version, but it's not because we're not true fans. It's because this isn't a true Sonic game. It's because this isn't a true Sonic game. So, like, it's half Sonic, so we played half of the games. My reasoning was that this feels more like a situation where we didn't play the Mean Bean Machine on Game Gear because it's just an objective downgrade. Yeah. Same thing with the Sonic Spinball. Like, the version of the game that you get when you buy the DS one is just the minigames play differently and it seems like everything else is the same and it's yeah. just on a smaller resolution well and the other thing is this is an extremely multiplayer game so like on the ds it works a lot worse i would imagine yeah i mean download play is fun and all that but yeah you're pretty much only going to get that experience on like a bus ride at a school and even then it's iffy whether or not everyone's gonna have a ds and you really don't want to be playing this on a bus ride nope so there are a couple different game modes in this game there is single match where you pick one of the events to play and then you play it. And then there's circuit where you have, I think it's four. Uh, you have four events and it's then three it's three for the first set. Oh, is it three? I think, I think it's, it's three sometimes and it's four sometimes. Yeah. And then however well you do, you get a certain amount of points. It like a, like a cup in Mario Kart or any other racing game. Yes. Mario Kart is, for me, the best cultural sort of touchstone because this is half Mario. Well, it's, it's not that. It's just every single racing game that has a Grand Prix mode, you get points based on your placement in each race. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's that. Something I find interesting is there's a mechanic where once per cup, you can agree to a challenge where if you get in the top three places, you get double points. But if you don't, you get zero points. And so you can be like, all right, am I going to win this one? If yes, I will double my points. And if I'm wrong, then I get super punished and cannot win the circuit. That one felt really weird to me because it seems like you should just always use it on the first event. And then if you lose, restart. Yeah, I tend to always use it on the last event, but that's because I never know if I'm going to be good at the game or not. Because when I'm doing the cups, I haven't played the, the events yet. Yeah, I think that's almost exclusively a result of us playing this in a sort of crunched time frame and not wanting yeah. to play the game a little bit. Yeah. And then, as far as I'm aware, the circuit is how you unlock more events. Or content in general. Yeah. Because there's other things to unlock. There's There seems like at least two sets of unlocks, which will bring us to the next mode that we're going to talk about, the mission mode. And in mission mode, you get to select different characters and then participate in an event with a specific task. So, for example, one of them that I did, the earliest one, was I picked Shadow, and I had to... I think it was with Shadow, it might have been with Knuckles, but with one of them I had to swim, and I had to outswim Blaze, and that was the whole thing. It wasn't, like, place a certain time, it was just beat this one character. And I think that character always moves at a certain speed, so it's effectively beat this certain time, but it's framed as a competition. Mm -hmm. And then when you complete that task, and you can just retry as many times as you want and restart, it's really fast. When you complete that task, you get a star for the character, and it looks like everyone can have five or six stars. I think it was six, yeah. Yeah, I remember it being a little weird, so it must have been six. But I don't know what that gets you afterwards, because you cannot 
do all of a character's missions as soon as you open the game. You have to complete something else. And as far as I can tell, that's a circuit mode, but I did not play long enough and test things long enough to figure that out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to unlock the event that the mission takes place in, and that means you have to beat the circuit. Right. Yeah. But that seems weird to me because the mission mode was the thing I wanted to do the most in this game because it was the fastest. Circuits tended to take at least 10 minutes, if not more, depending on what events are in them. Oh, yeah. And there's also a bunch of loading screens between each event. Like, table tennis alone can take 5 to 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's if you're... If it's a one-sided match, it can take that long. Yeah. And then if, you know, both people are scoring, it takes just twice as long. Yeah. So, I wanted to do the mission mode most because I could get good at something and keep doing it over and over again. But when I went to circuit mode, I would be okay at like two of them and be able to basically do that, but then there would be a third mission that would screw me up. And I felt like if I wanted to go and practice that, not only would that take a bunch more time, which I did not want to spend on this game, but then also I would come back and have to do the other missions well in addition to the practice I had had, or the other, what, what do you call them, like rounds? Events? Events. Yeah. If, you, if I wanted to do the other events well. But then the third one, or the second one, or whichever one was giving me trouble, I would go and do that one and be just as bad at it because I would get used to the motions of the other events that I was doing. So circuit mode seemed really kind of like time-wasting and punishing to me. Yeah. See, that's weird because I'm the kind of person who just goes to single match and just plays the events individually because I was just like, ah, I'm not going to be doing this very often, so I'm just going to check out every little thing. Yeah, kind of take it at face value. But I got sick of them so fast that I just didn't <laughs> want to. Right. I went straight to circuit, and that's where I spent almost all of my time, which was admittedly not as much time as might be responsible for a game of this magnitude. <laughs> a game of this caliber. I unlocked... So the, the circuits, there's, like, multiple difficulties of circuits, but it's not like in, like, Mario Kart where you pick a cup and then you pick, like, a CC. Your difficulty determines which circuits are available to you, and I want to say there's like 15 or 20 total. Yeah. And you just have to be at a higher difficulty level in order to unlock a lot of the stuff. Like, I beat all of the easiest difficulty circuits, and I unlocked several matches, or several events that way, but I couldn't get past the normal difficulty first circuit, which meant I couldn't unlock any of the other ones. It's less like difficulty settings and more like tiers. Yeah. It's like you complete these set of tasks before you get access to the harder one, because if you can't do these, there's no way you're going to be able to do the next tier. Mm-hmm. Which does make sense. Like, a lot of the stuff is, hey, so like 100 meters, if you can't get through that, you're not going to do very well in 400 meters. <laughs> Which makes sense. I don't have to like yeah. it. But the other mode in this game is the gallery mode, which I thought was going to be a cool thing where you could look at, like, the models, maybe. You know, like you might in a, in a regular video game. Or even maybe just you get to, like, look at the events and learn a bit about the events, right? Sure. Gallery mode is a situation where you get to learn single fun facts about the Olympic events. Like, for example, when the flag is flown. Oh my god. <laughs> Not only that, though. But you can't look at all of the fun facts unless you beat these mini-games. Mini-games which include things like... like They're like the bad Mario Party mini-games. Like, if the rest of this game is the good Mario Party mini-games... Yeah. Good in air quotes. Then these are the bad ones. This is something like... You know the uh, like cup and ball game where the ball is what? under a cup and then they switch the cups around a lot? There's a whole branch of mini-game content in the gallery? Yes. 
It's an entire separate mode. It is a gallery mode. It is not just a menu where you look at things. That's incredible. I, at first, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. The first game that I played was essentially Simon. It was like Peach would raise her hands, then Tails would raise his hands, then Tails would raise his hands, and then Peach would raise him again. And you have to, like, repeat that order. You have to beat that ten times, and it gets more difficult each time, before you unlock one fun fact about the Olympics. Oh my god. And that's your reward. It is a single fun fact about the Olympics. Things that This game came out in the, in the era of the internet, where you could just Google the Olympics. It bears repeating, you learn a fun fact about the Olympics. <laughs> it's bananas. You're unlocking <laughs> trivia, and that's it. Like, that's your... Wow. That's the whole thing, yeah. There was another one that was, like, the... It's like the minigame from the Chow Garden. Yeah. The Tiny Chow Garden, where it's just cars and you have to flip them up. And I mean, this isn't done things. It's in it's in Mario Party as well. Yeah. And you just flip over cards. But here, the goal is not to flip over a matching card. The goal is just to pick the card that, like, is the odd one out. Mm-hmm. So it's just another ball and cup game. <laughs> so there's two ball and cup games. Like, it's... <laughs> God. God. It's just insane. and That's very silly. Ball in a cup. Yeah, ball in a cup. And I can't fathom why you'd want to do this, because the cool part about this thing is that it's the Olympics. So it's like they made Mario Party Wii, like Mario and Sonic Party, and then got the Olympic license, and they are like, let's just put them together. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, oh God. Uh, <laughs> that's so wild. It's so wild. And it's like, it's hidden away in a mode whose name sounds completely different from what it is. Yeah. So that no one would ever look at it. Right. Also, the the memory game got super hard by yeah. the end of it. And you had three lives, and I could have easily gotten further. But they just wanted me to get ten. And then the next mission, because there's like five or six missions for each of these, where you unlock a new piece of trivia for each kind of game that you play. And you can play the memory game six times, and I imagine that the score just gets higher and higher, but it takes so much time that you're unlocking one line of text by playing the game for, like, probably about 30 minutes. God. It was insane. That's so... That's... I... I I just... I am... It's ridiculous. It's obscene. I did, however, learn that the... The Olympics for this year, which I can't remember what year this was. 2008? It's like 2008, yeah. That was 2008, 2009. But it was in it was in Beijing, and they had this cute little mascot animal mm-hmm. that you can actually see on boards in, in the game, and I imagine in real life at the Olympics that year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I liked him a lot. Yeah, a lot of the Olympic games do show, like, the mascot in, like, background areas, and it's it's really cool. It's like a It's like a little cat kind of thing, isn't it? I think it's supposed to be a panda. Okay, that would make more sense. But yeah, it looks kind of like the way cartoon cats are drawn, because it's tiny. Yeah. I think this isn't for most of the games, but I like how a lot of the, the background, like the audience, is just like, it's like Flickies and Chow and like various Mario enemies and Toads. Toads and Piantas and stuff too, yeah. Oh, there's some Piantas there too? I think there were some Piantas, I can't remember for sure. So like, we gotta talk about at some point how wild the concept of a Mario and Sonic crossover that just is the Olympics and that's it. The only part of it that is weird is the fact that it's the Olympics. It completely makes sense that Mario and Sonic would be together in Super Smash Bros. It feels completely at home. Yeah. Right, but like, it's the fact that it's this. I remember as a kid being like, oh man, I would love to play a game where Mario and Sonic were together in a video game. And then they were like, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. And I was like, this is technically what I asked for. 
No, not at all. No one asked you for this. It's so, such a surreal concept. Like, okay, I get Mario at the Olympics because it's a very, like, it's a party game. Frankly, I don't, because what I expected this to be was more of a sports game. I mean, I learned as, like, these went on that they were party games. But when it was initially released, I thought it was going to be a cool sports game where you could, yeah. like, do Mario shit while running track. Like, throw fireballs and power up. And, like, yeah. the way that the baseball one or the strikers, like... Those are cool games because they take sports that I don't like necessarily or don't find interesting on their own, and yeah. then they add in this fantasy element that's really cool. But this game doesn't add in the fantasy element. Sonic runs as fast as like Mario does. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing is that Sonic's literally superhuman fast, and then he just is the same speed as Mario. Yeah, I think it's slightly faster, but it's it's by the difference that a real human is slightly faster than a real human. While playing as Sonic the Hedgehog, I lost a race. Yeah. And that's the whole sentence. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> I lost a race against a human being and a giant turtle man. <laughs> a short, vaguely overweight-ish human being. And a large turtle man. Oh, man. And also, I was very bad at the game. Yeah. I feel like this is a game where the first time you play it, you're terrible at it, and you just have to learn the way it works. And I can't tell if that's because it was made very, very, very poorly, or if that's, like, the way it's meant to be. I think the bigger problem is that this doesn't have the Mario Party thing where you can practice a minigame before you start it, unless you're in mission mode. Yeah. Yeah. Or single match, I guess, but... Well, no, because single match has a lot of like upstart when you do a yeah. thing. Like, it yeah, yeah, because you gotta you gotta pick a character, you gotta possibly look at the instructions, and then go through a whole bunch of weird intros because it's the Olympics. It's really annoying. I like the concept of a mission mode, especially like as a thing that lets you practice. Yeah, or or that encourages you to practice is is even better. That's why I started with it, but the problem is that the way it's designed here is that you pick a character and that character has specific events they can do instead of you pick a character and then you get to do a set of missions that's the same board wide yeah or like what i would have done is something similar to what sonic riders did is you go into the mission system and then when you pick a mission it gives you a character yeah like that would have worked fine i kind of like that you pick a character and then you have six missions because it makes you want to complete the whole board Right, but you don't have six missions, you have two or three. Yeah, and, and not only do you have two or three, but they're out of order. Like, yeah. for Blaze, you have access to two, and then there are two that are locked, and then you have access to one, and then one that's locked. And right. that's, like, I look at that, and it makes me not want to do anything until I have access to all of them, which is the opposite of what I think the mode should be for. Right, mission modes in games like these that are largely execution-based, like you just go in and do the same thing over and over again, and you just have to learn how to do it better. Yeah. Like, this is the case for racing games, and the case for puzzle games, and the case for some fighting games. Some fighting games even have modes like these, where you're given a very simple task, and you're asked to do it until you can do it well enough that you get to do the next task. And then that builds up your skills carefully as you learn each individual part of the game, and then you go to the larger triathlon of the game itself. Yeah. Which in this case is an actual triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the game works in such a way that it supports that, you know? Yeah. It, it doesn't ever reach the level of like depth or complexity of a lot of other games, but it does have that sort of like small segment to large segments like situation right. to it. 
but the mission mode is so discouraging, especially if you don't understand right away that each character has a different set of missions. Yeah. Which I didn't. Like, I picked Sonic, or Shadow, or whoever. I think I picked Sonic first. And then I saw that he had one mission available, and I was like, oh, cool, when I beat this, I'll get more. And then I beat it, and I did not get and more. And you did not get more. And then I saw the star that Sonic had, and then I thought to myself, well, then maybe, like, you do a mission as one character, and then you go to another mission, and maybe if you beat the first mission of every character, you get everyone's second mission. That seems like a waste of time, but I could see that making sense. Yeah. Because they want you to try everyone out. You could see the, the designer logic. Yeah, and then I went to Shadow, and he had two or three available right away. And that yeah. was very confusing, because now it just feels like they want me to play Shadow more than Sonic. It's really weird that every character has a different amount of missions unlocked by the start. Yeah, it's obscene. And then when I did all those, I didn't get anything for completing four missions. And I thought to myself that maybe if I completed, like, ten, I would get a reward, but that didn't seem like fun. And I also realized that I probably had to do circuits, because yeah. that seems like the kind of campaign mode of this game. Yeah. Well, and it, it's also weird that single match is above circuit in the list if circuit is, like, the main thing. Well, I disagree. It's a party game. Yeah. I mean, usually what I like to do is just maybe just play a few events to show some friends, oh, this is kind of cool, let's just do this. Yeah. It's, and, like, it gives you more incentive to practice them first before you actually do the mission stuff. Like, you want right. to see every little thing before you just get thrown into a, a methodical thing of, like, okay, you're going to play this and this one. I mean, I guess you could argue that Mario Party, you would do the opposite with Mario Party, but Mario Party has a bit more to offer in gameplay-wise besides the yeah. mini games. Whereas this... I don't think there really is much else besides, like, the actual Olympic Games other than how they're arranged. It's like Mario and Sonic is just a minigame mode in Mario Party, and you can choose to just play minigames by themselves or do them in a slightly creative way, which, in any minigame mode, the free play is always the first option. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. It feels like this game is sort of lacking a large amount of single-player content, and that's why single matches at the top, because that's most of what you'd be doing with multiple players. Okay. Yeah. See, that's interesting, because I would definitely be playing this with multiple players in a circuit. I don't think most of your friends would want to do that with you. Maybe my friends would disagree, but the way that I would play this game naturally is go to the circuit and play it. Play a circuit against other players. The only reason I would do that is so that I could have my friends rig the match for me. <laughs> That's the other thing is you can do a free circuit. You can make your own circuit with custom yeah. M- matches. Yeah. Do you know what else you can do? Uh, what else? Just go into single match and play three different mini games and stop when you feel comfortable. I mean, that's fair. So why would you ever make your own circuit? Because <laughs> maybe, like, you know, the points system and, like, you can double a thing if you're confident. and Yeah, because that is so meaningful for the end result. <laughs> I think it's something that gets more meaningful with multiple players. To me, the thing that, the problem with the circuit and the concept of having multiple players is that essentially what you're doing is the same thing with Mario Kart, where when you play with NPCs on in Mario Kart, suddenly it's just the person who's bad at the game now has 10 more people to be worse than. Yeah. And that's not fun for anybody. And then if you're really good at the game, then the NPCs are just something to bypass. So why even have them? Yeah. So, and then the circuit mode here, it just doesn't... Like, have you ever played Grand Prix mode with multiple people in Mario Kart as, like, a friendly, casual event? Well, I... I, Before I answer that question, (laughs) I I do want to say, first of all, yes. 
But I think the NPC problem is like doubled in this game because it's not like in Mario Kart where they can impede you. Oh yeah, they don't even impact the game at all. They just are also there and also trying to do well, but they do well automatically. So it's basically, there are functionally fixed but slightly randomized numbers that you just have to perform better than. Yeah. Rather than in Mario Kart where they react to the things that happen organically and then you react to the things that they do and so on. Right. They at the very least have an impact. Whether or not, like, I personally prefer to have them off because I just think it's more fun to interact with the humans. Yeah. I could see an argument for why they should be there, but here they are literally just like a bunch of random numbers with names attached to them. And that's not cool at all. You just see Knuckles next to you while you're trying (laughs) to do something. And it just kind of also obscures what you're trying to do sometimes. But there are other cases, like with skeet shooting, where you don't see them at all. Yeah. You just do it, and then at the end they had numbers. So you'll see Tails get one shot, and you're like, wow, Tails, fucking sucking it up over here. And then you see him get six shots on the hardest level, and that was clearly just a random number generating thing. Yeah. <laughs> because he couldn't shoot the four slowest, but somehow he shoots the six fastest. He His oh, vision is based on movement. Because he's a fox. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'd see in full color and everything. I, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. The dogs are colorblind, so maybe foxes are too. I don't know anything about fox biology or any biology. Charlie, would you like to take us through some of the events that you can do? Yeah. So some of these are unlockable, and you don't get all of them at the start, which is kind of unfortunate. You said you unlock them through circuit mode or mission mode? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the so the thing we didn't mention about circuit mode is that when you get a first place, like a gold medal in one of the circuits, you get a trophy. And that seems like the only unlockable besides the, you know, the minigames themselves. So I bet when you get a certain amount of trophies or when you get to a certain circuit, you unlock that, yeah. that mode. But we none of us unlocked anything, did we? No, I unlocked several events and okay. several cups. Well, yeah, you unlock several cups because you got through the cup. But So is it each tier of cups you unlock an event? Well, I think each cup you unlock, you unlock an event. Because I unlocked several events from the bottom tier's fifth cup. And I unlocked, I think, one or two events from the second tier's first cup. That's weird. This game is weird. The way I believe it works is that when you unlock a cup, any events in that cup that you don't have unlocked are unlocked. Yeah. That makes sense. Did you guys ever get a world record or Olympic record? I did. No, I'm not good at this game. (laughs) I got both of them at once. Me too. And I forget what event it was for. For me, it was track. It was like the 100 meter dash or whatever. Or maybe it was the, or not the relay, but the hurdles. It might have been the hurdles. I think it was the swimming one. That makes sense too. They're they're all just jack off ones. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the swimming one is interesting because depending on which character I'm playing as, it's a motion that I either can do very easily or the controller just doesn't notice that I'm doing it. Like, I just appear to be doing it wrong. The thing I wanted to note, though, was that you can get medals if you do well, and I don't know if you can get more depending on how many records you have, but it seems like there's a sub-genre of unlockables that are not tied to any particular mode, but just doing well in general. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure there isn't, like, a diamond or platinum medal you can get, if that's what you mean. No, I just mean that you can get, like, a blue ribbon or whatever. Like, it looks kind of like a a state fair award. (laughs) Uh, Separate from a trophy. Yeah, best best in show for throwing a hammer. Yeah. All right, so events, 
We've got several categories. The biggest one is athletics, which contains track and field. And track is mostly just, you know, running, like on a track around your football field in high school. <laughs> you got 100 meter, you got 400 meter, which is unlockable, 4 by 100 meter relay, 110 meter hurdles, and then 400 meter hurdles, which is unlockable. And those are just kind of your standard kind of shake the weird mode and nunchuck to run, as it were. Yeah. There are some bits where they're like, do something more complicated. Like, when you get to the relay bit, you flick the Wii Remote down to, like, pass it or whatever. It's just, like, another, like, thing. Or for the hurdles, you hit the B button to jump over the hurdles. But it's all just while you're doing the colloquially known jerk-off motion. You yeah. just hit a button on the controller or you do a, a certain other weird motion. It's Wii Remote and Nunchuck, so you're, you're jerking off two things. It should be mentioned. <laughs> Two, two items. You're making like a like a run, like you're shaking them up and down but alternating so that it's like feet, but it's your hands. What I kind of want to do is play this game, but instead of with the way they want you to, you like tape them to your feet. Yeah. <laughs> I think you mean is play it with a Wii Fit board. No, no. You tape them to your feet. You're going to trip. Did you guys ever play that one game in WarioWare Smooth Moves where like it's supposed to be two people and like you're supposed to hold the, the controller at your waist, and then you're supposed to jump, and your character would jump. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think so. I know there's also one where you're supposed to hold it together with a person and, like, balance it together, right? Man, Smooth Moves is just much better than this game. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the best implementation of Wii Motion. And I've, I've said this before, but I believe the next two games are much better than this one. This one is a very bare-bones first entry. Yeah. 100 meters, 400 meters, 4 by 100 relay, 110 meter hurdle, and 400 meter hurdles. They're all of the same running motion, but sometimes there's other buttons. And these are all in the real Olympics, so it makes yeah. sense that they're here. Right. But like as we go down, you'll learn that there aren't many besides the ones that are in track and field. Yeah, so field is just kind of like the stuff that's in between, like in the middle of the track, that's not the football field because there's no football in the Olympics. Right. <laughs> and for that... <laughs> I like how you're explaining the concept of the Olympics as well. <laughs> and for that, we've got long jump, triple jump, hammer throw, which is not like an actual hammer, it's like a, a cannonball, javelin throw, high jump, and pole vault. And I believe it's those latter two that are unlockable. And, I mean, these are a bit more varied in how they work. It's mm -hmm. more about, like, timing. You want to jump or you want to throw before, like, you hit a line, basically. Yeah, long jump and triple jump are pretty similar. But you run using the, the running motion until you reach a point where your speed is, like, locked. And then you want to shake the Wii Remote to jump. But you don't want to shake it too hard or you'll jump too hard, which is yeah. against the law. I really hate it the idea of jumping too hard or throwing something too hard because it's one thing if you're supposed to button mash but don't fill the meter too high yeah because you can see that but there's no way for me to know how hard to swing it yeah. other than just like the feel it's literally impossible to know how hard is appropriate except trial and error and muscle memory which means right. playing the same mode over and over until you basically have it memorized and then you're screwed up for the other matches, which is, I don't know, I feel like in a party game competitive situation is not terrible. I think it'd be funny if like one of your friends swung it really hard to try and get the furthest and then they just dropped the javelin or whatever, but. Yeah. 
I don't think it makes for a good video game, which is the same reasons why I don't like Mario Party. I don't think Mario Party is a good video game. Well, it sucks because there is absolutely no way to know ahead of time. Yeah, no, even in Mario Party, there's usually some idea of what you're supposed to do, but here, you just, it's like, throw it now, and you better do it the way we want you to, and we didn't tell you how hard to throw it. Yeah. I, I wish it would have been, like, a thing where you shake it a, a different way, I guess. Like, maybe you stab forward to build up a meter, and then you're supposed to not get it above a certain line, and then when you get to the thing, you hit a button, and then you throw it based on how much power you built up. But that wouldn't feel very good it would just feel like the rest of the games so i see why they changed it it's just this is a problem with like early wii games yeah or at this point this is kind of a late wii game right well 2000 this came out in 2007 yeah didn't the wii come out in 2007 we came out in 2006 i think i thought this was in 2009 for some reason never mind i'm all i'm all messed up this is still fairly early yeah this, this is early all things considered wii.com still exists <laughs> That's, that's weird. This is kind of what I want to say, is that I'm kind of having problems playing this. I was having problems playing this game and Secret Rings because everything was not responsive. And, like, I'm trying to figure out the problem is if it's because I'm using a Wii on an HDTV or I'm using a Wii Motion Plus. And I'm, mm. I'm, trying to, I'm kind of shifting away from the Wii because at this point, the Wii is useless to me. And I'm just yeah. better off using the Wii U because I can just play Wii games on there and I don't have to worry about any necessary delay with just the yeah. Wii console. Right. But like I I could definitely not get the timing of those track those track missions and Right, for sure. It's also interesting to hear you say this because you're usually the least sort of like uh, I don't know what the best way to put it, like aware of input lag. Yeah, but like I become more aware of it when the game is not working. Right, well, and that's the thing, is that it's obviously a huge problem, because if, if you're even aware of it, then that means that there's something seriously wrong with the input here, and even if that's because you're using it on an HD TV, I, I think that's the fault of the game, because the Wii came out when we had HD. <laughs> so yeah. even if it's not, even if its primary function isn't to output in HD, it should be doing that, and the games on it should be designed with enough leniency on the timing for, for the new era of HD games. You don't have a CRT where everything is, like, instant input yeah yeah i would like to say real quick we.com uh you have to choose your language and if you select north america english it just takes you to the nintendo switch website it's just a 404 <laughs> error like a lot of these uk and ireland is a 404 error yeah but if you go to japan then it takes you to nintendo.co.jp with the nintendo wii site that's weird yeah so some of them still work but some of them do not i mean i expected it to weed read to weed <laughs> <laughs> I expected it to redirect to some other Nintendo thing. <laughs> 10 out of 10. The wildest part is that you can't go online on a Wii anymore. Yeah. So why does there need to be a Wii website? <laughs> but yeah, some of the websites work. Like if you go to, if you choose Canada French, then it takes you to the French Switch website. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But the Japanese one just, just takes you to the Wii Japanese website. So after that large category of events that is athletics, we just have much smaller ones. But we have gymnastics, which has trampoline, which I, I always love doing trampoline. I actually really liked trampoline. I have not played the trampoline, though. It sounds like it has glowing praise from my compatriots. It's just some nice timing with the Wii Remote swing, and then you can do some buttons and Wii Remote motions in the middle to do tricks. 
So it is a quick time event, but it's one that I had fun doing and I can't quite figure out how. So basically you're on a trampoline and you have to swing the Rui remote up with vaguely good timing in order to like bounce higher. And then once you get to a certain height, so like you can practice the timing while you're waiting to get to that uh, height, which is nice. It like practice is sort of built into the mini game. Uh, once you get to a certain height, you have like a couple buttons press of quick time event, which is A, B, and twist the Wii remote. And then you have until you get back down onto the trampoline to, to get that. And each jump, you jump a little higher, but you also have more buttons to press. Like on a real trampoline. Yeah, exactly like on a real trampoline. You get your Wii remote and then you go to the Olympics. In a weird way, it's kind of a perfect simulation of doing tricks on a trampoline. Because you're trying to do tricks, but you're also praying to God that you will have enough time before you touch back down onto the trampoline. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's unfortunate, but if you screw up, Sonic does not snap his neck and die. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the other thing. But yeah, it captured my attention very effectively. Yeah. It might be the most fun event, except for maybe the dream events, of the one that I have played. Yeah, we'll get there. There is a component of field where you just effectively button mash, but you have to button mash with drumsticks, more or less. Yeah. There's a component of that that I like, which is just the raw repetition of an action and doing it as hard as possible to try and get a good a good time that I enjoy. Yeah. But it's not designed particularly well, whereas it sounds like this, this uh, trampoline scenario is much more compelling design-wise. It's weird how much more compelling it is, because it's not more complex. There are four inputs. There's shake the Wii remote upwards, twist it sideways, hit A and hit B. And that's it. And it's just about doing one of those four with good timing and doing the other three as quickly as possible. And that's it, but it works really well. Yeah. Also, you get to watch your character, like, do some tricks. Yeah. There is also the vault in gymnastics, but that's an unlockable one, so I don't think we've ever done that one. Yeah, I haven't done it. The next category is shooting which is skeet. It's clay pigeons if you've ever shot a gun at like a range or done Boy Scouts or whatever. Yeah. Or you're just in the back of your uncle's yard. Or played Duck Hunt. That's uh, like the last mode, I think, on Duck Hunt. Yeah, there's a there's a skeet mode in Duck Hunt. It, it's weird because like before you get like seven rounds and you have to like time a little mini game to get like a bigger cursor. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, and you have to hit the pigeons, and it's it's sometimes hard to see, and sometimes they'll launch two at the same time, and they give you they give you like little warnings at the side of the screen to let you know, but it's still kind of it's it's not that great, but I guess it's fine. But you know, it's it's literally just kind of point and click. Right. Yeah. It it felt all right. It felt good enough for what they were trying to accomplish, especially if you get the big cursor. I think once you have the big cursor, the timing and everything feels just about right. Although I certainly think that this one is harder than any of the other previous ones we've mentioned so far. So it is, I mean, it is Duck Hunt, right? What, no, that it's a real sporting event. I, I know, but like, mechanically. No, because it's not light pointed at the screen. All right. It's light pointing away from the screen. It's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Wiimote Duck Hunt. <laughs> Whatever. All right. It, yes, it's a shooting game. I say all shooting games are shooting games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got me there. <laughs> you, like a light-based shooting it's, game, you point the gun at the screen and shoot. It's, it's not it's, just Duck Hunt. It's House of the Dead Overkill. House of the Dead over Olympics. <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the Overkill Games. House of the Skeet over. <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the House of the Dead Winter 2020. House of the K Clay Clay Legends. Typing of the Olympic Games. Typing of the Olympic Games. 
of the, the next, Olympic Winter Games. The next category is rowing with single skulls, which is not the thing that's on your head, in your head, is your head. I can't believe I didn't do the rowing because I like rowing. I got a rowing merit badge in Boy Scouts. That good work. That game sucks hard. <laughs> it is terrible. I think it's better in London. Can I guess at what you do in the game? Uh, please. Okay, so my my mind's eye, it, I envision you holding the Wii remote sideways. Yeah. With the pointer pointing like to your right if you're right-handed, and then the nunchuck pointing to the left if you're if you're right-handed. Yeah. Isaiah's opposite, which we'll get to later. But and then you just kind of try to like point them downward and then do a circular motion in the air. Is that it? Uh no. <laughs> so what how is it how is it so much worse than that? It wants you to hold the Wii remote and nunchuck uh parallel to each other, pointed up, and then shake up and down in an actual real life jerking motion. <laughs> so it's even more of a jerk off motion than usual. It's a two handed jerk off motion. And, and, when you do this, do you know what happens? What happens? Nothing. The game does not <laughs> register my inputs. So maybe you are supposed to row, and the visuals and actual instructions are wrong? Yeah. I tried this. You're supposed to hit, like, two buttons at the same time, and then jerk it, and then hit two buttons, <laughs> and then jerk it, and then continue that, and, like... If you mess up with the buttons, you'll slow down. If you don't jerk right. it properly, you won't go fast enough. But none of my jerks ever worked. There was I, there was no point in which it actually happened. And I, so I, 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 I maybe you no just chance. really need to learn how to work that jerk. I, I, work. I like how I zoned out for a second and I just hear Isaiah say jerk it. <laughs> and I I like it just didn't work. Like the mini game just didn't the jerk won't work. Work at all. And I tried I tried switching hands. Yeah. Which is definitely the wrong thing to say in regards to jerking it. I tried switching. <laughs> I tried putting my Wii remote in my right hand and the nunchuck in the left. Because I'm, yeah. you know, I tried imagining the world as a right-handed person. And it still didn't work. So I was just like, I just lose. Like, that's it. That's how you play the game is you lose. <laughs> you, like, everybody finishes and then... In double the amount of time it takes, you finally finish, and everybody cheers, despite the fact that you performed worse than actual toddlers. <laughs> you just put a baby in a boat. Friggin', friggin', big, big turtle man, strong Bowser, breathes fire, cannot row a boat. Maybe he's scared of the water, dude. Yeah. I think that's enough for the rowing minigame, though. <laughs> yeah. The next category, archery. With its event, uh, archery. Archery. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one I'm surprised I didn't do, but, you know. Did anyone do archery? I didn't have a chance to. Yeah, I also did not play archery. I mean, if you know what archery is, you could probably imagine what you would be doing with the Wii Remote and Nunchuck. Let's put it I that way. I feel like I remember seeing, like, ads for this game as a kid where they had archery. Like, I don't know if that's true, but in my brain, I definitely, like, I'm imagining... Yeah. I feel you right there with that. It might have been like the Wii Sports Resort, actually, that I'm remembering yeah, ads for. That has archery as well. Did this come before or after Wii Sports Resort? Definitely before, because it doesn't have the like. I mean, this was this was 2007, and I feel like Sports Resort was like 29, 2009, 29, <laughs> in the year 29. Da -na 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 -na. 2009. I was correct. 
So it maybe this was kind of a test drive for more Wii Sports stuff then. I could definitely see it. Because, like, I mean, table tennis, which we'll get to, uh, is also in Wii Sports Resort. Right, and rowing, too. Like, it's some kind of boating thing, isn't there? Um, I don't think so. There's a, you know what, there's a wave riding? Is that what it's called? It's definitely not called that. I thought there was, like, some kind of rafting thing where you're, like, in a, in a, a like a... No, like there's a, a thing where you're on a jet ski. <laughs> you ever just say, uh, a bunch of times? Yeah, often. Oh, damn, we're going back to jet skiing again? Sonic Rush Adventure reference. Ah, I Spe understand. <laughs> Speaking of water, uh, aquatics is the next is the next category. Yeah. And you got a hundred meter freestyle and four by a hundred meter freestyle, which is that a, is that a relay? That's gonna be a relay, right? Yeah, it is relay, and I know this because that is one of Blaze's missions, and I played all of Blaze's missions that were unlocked. Yeah. It's just a hundred meter freestyle again, but with four different characters. So this, this one is the closest thing to making Relay interesting because there are like five or so, maybe it's just four different swimming styles. And that means that there are four or five different motions that you have to do to swim effectively. There is breaststroke, backstroke, butterfly, and I, there's another name for the butterfly stroke, I believe. And then I think it's just free. So it's I just free. Four. My favorite swimming anime. Yeah, well, that was what I was thinking about the whole time. So in a relay, uh, what that means is you're going to switch to different motions, whereas in the regular one, you will just have the same one the whole time. This minigame was also... I enjoyed it more, but it was mostly just because I was good at it. But it has a thing where, as you swim, you're going to run out of energy, so you need to hit a button to regain your energy. But if you time it right, you'll regain the most amount of energy and also get a speed boost. Yeah. So it feels it feels very like steady. Like you're doing a motion and then every like three or four seconds you hit a button and like that's about it. It's a really interesting mechanic. It's not like the Mario Party 4 swimming minigame where you just kinda have to pace yourself and not right. deplete yeah. the heart. It's a button mashing minigame where you just don't have to mash very fast. <laughs> I really expected it to be that Mario Party minigame, but it ended up being something where consistency was what was actually demanded, and not speed, really. Well, no, I think it was speed, but you also have to hit a button. Like, it's speed, but there's a caveat, which yeah. is better. Because you'll still win if you're just mashing the hardest. Like, if you mapped the swinging motion, or whatever, the stabbing motion, if you map that to mashing the A button, then on a controller, you'd just be like mashing, mashing, mashing A, and then hit L, and then mashing, mashing, mashing A, and then hit L, and the person who mashes the fastest still wins, but you also have to keep your wits about you because you have to be timing this other thing. Yeah, and there is a there is a max speed in this, but if you hit the button properly, you'll be able to stay at max speed for longer. Right. It's an endurance thing. It's not just a mashing thing. Yeah. It is about speed, but it's also about endurance. Yeah. And that's what's cool about it. So... We have fencing, which I don't know if any of you have played that, but I played it in London, which is... I, I can't remember if you have to face I the screen. I did try fencing. Okay, what, what are your thoughts on fencing? Fencing is the shittiest fighting game. It's like a terrible version of... What is it called? You know the one where you're like a yellow dude and an orange dude, and you have a fencing up, and then you have to uh, stab at each other? Uh, Nidhogg. Uh, Nidhogg, yeah. Yeah, it's like the worst garbage version of Nidhogg, where movement is extremely limited. You can walk forward or double tap to dash... But the dash is barely anything, and it also it takes forever. And then there's a parry mechanic, right? Like there should be in fencing. Yeah. 
But because, like Charlie said, this is the era of HDTVs and none of us have our CRTs anymore, reacting to that is practically impossible, so it's mostly just rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, there's also, like, a feint where you can pretend to lunge and, like, lure somebody into parrying, but there's, again, there's not nearly enough reaction time for that to become meaningful at all. Right, like this, if you were maybe a professional fighting game player, then the reaction times here might make a little bit of sense. Like, I get why in Street Fighter 3 there's a parry system that's really complex and difficult, but this is a game for grandparents. Like, the Wii yeah. is targeted towards the older and younger audiences. This game should be way easier than it is. Also, I know the experience is going to be different versus computers against versus, like, real people, but, like, on the beginner cups, you can just, like, back somebody into a corner and then stab them 15 times. Yeah, that's all I did when I tried it. I tried this when I was doing single match stuff. So yeah. I just picked Waluigi, and he has more reach, I think. Like, I think his hitbox is actually bigger for stabbing. So I just walked, like, Peach into a corner and stabbed her to death. He's just a very long man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wah. Wah. Just, just, like, imagine Silver Chariot from JoJo, but it's Waluigi. Oh, my God. Silver... Uh... I'm trying to make a pun, but it's it's not happening. Our last category is table tennis with the event singles. Whole waref. That's the pun. Congra- congratulations. <laughs> so, on the off chance that you don't know what table tennis is, it's ping pong. It's ping pong. <laughs> they made a movie about it. It was called Balls of Fury. I didn't watch it. I love this bit. You've never heard of tennis, table tennis before, but you might recognize this colloquial term. It's ping pong. So, did everyone play table tennis? I tried to play it. How do you feel about it? I didn't it enjoy it. I remember... I, I know I keep saying this. Yeah. But I remember enjoying it in London. Yeah. Well, I imagine there's probably a lot of improvements between Beijing and London. One thing that I noticed immediately in this version of table tennis is that the timing for serving is not what you will expect the timing to be. And also, if you miss your serve, they just get a point. I think that's probably how it works in real Yeah, it's probably real-life rules. But, like, there are some things about table tennis that we don't need to be true here. Like, for example, first to 15 is not necessary. It's way too much here. It should be, like, first to five at the most. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would say even, like, like first to eight is fine, and I say this nope. because my opponent got five points before I figured out how to play. That's That, that doesn't matter. They should also just make a better system for learning how to play these games. But yes. it should not be any longer than... N- none of these games should take any longer than a minute to play. Yeah. Even though in the real Olympics, obviously, the events last longer than a minute. <laughs> yes. Some of them, anyway. But, like... I mean, so the timing is you always got to swing either way later than you expect or way earlier than you expect. Yeah, depending on the strength. There are two strengths that you can swing with. And, like, with the strongest strength, what I liked is that it it was later than you expected, but once I figured out the timing, I was like, oh, yeah, I just have to be... I have to plan ahead in order to do the strong strike, which makes sense because it's it's harder to do. Yeah, I do like the table tennis theoretically, but I feel like, again, this is another situation where it's far too demanding in the timing department, considering HDTVs and lag, and also motion controls. 
And not only that, but I felt that the game wasn't really keeping track of the position that I was holding my Wii Remote in. Oh, Because yeah. it told me that it wanted it wanted for a chop motion for me to hold it with the face buttons pointing to my left. But that never changed the way I was swinging it. It was either just backhand or fronthand. And also, it felt like when I actually swung backhand, it just chose one for me. Yeah. So it was mostly just a game where it was swing at the ball and hope that your opponent loses. I sort of realize this is a totally serviceable table tennis minigame. Like, I definitely am playing table tennis when I'm playing this, but like, in comparison to other table tennis games on the Wii, it's terrible. Yeah, it's a minigame as opposed to something that could constitute a bolt game. Yeah, like, I mean, Wii Sports Resort obviously is two years away, but like, it's table tennis is incredible. Sure. I, I bet it's great, because that also had Wii Motion Plus and stuff, right? Yeah, it, like, takes into account, as far as I'm aware, it takes into account the angle that you're holding the controller and, like, how fast you're swinging, and it, it like, has physics in it. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of it is, it probably also helps you, because you're gonna get some angles terrible. But, you know, it, there's, there's a lot more complexities going on, whereas this is like, right. did you swing? Yes, no. You hit it. Yeah, when did you swing? Right. It seems to me to be more or less just the same as, like, the hurdles. Because it's hit a button when the thing comes up, hit a button when the thing comes up, and yeah. just keep doing that until you're done. There's not really any strategy, because most of the time you'll be fighting a computer unless you're playing this game with friends. Yeah. It's a little bit more involved because you can choose to have a lighter or heavier swing. But against a computer, that doesn't matter. There has never been a point where I have been like, yes, a lighter swing will suffice. Because yeah. if the ball is coming fast at me, the lighter swing gives me more time, but also I don't have enough time to make that decision, so I just swing. <laughs> well, I think that's you being bad at the game. Well, but... yeah, for sure. But, like, you know, the strategy for me is mostly just between normal swing and heavy swing. But for me, I didn't feel like there was any strategy because none of us played this with anything besides a computer, and I felt that the computer just randomly chose to lose. Like, sometimes I would see I was playing against Waluigi at Shadow this time, yeah. And I would see Waluigi just swing at the air twice before the ball even hit his side of the table. Yes, that has also happened to me. Yeah, so that doesn't feel like my strategy is working, because it's not like he even pretended to be anything besides a computer randomly deciding when to lose. I have several times hit Tails in the face, and it's made me think about, like, the computer didn't move, so, like, if he had swung, would he have just missed and then gotten hit in the face? I don't... I mean, I think the game would have let him hit it, because when you swing, even if you're in a terrible spot, you can't choose where to stand, by the way. Yeah. The only input you have here is when you swing, so your character walks around for you. There's no strategy on your positioning at all, so I think the same goes for the computer. There's no strategy on the positioning, it just decides whether or not to swing with the right timing. Mm. And when it decides to not swing with the right timing, it's not like it waits until it's close and then whiffs it to make it look like you did really good. The computer just swings twice in the air and then is dead after that. It's like a really bad... It feels like the worst kind of AI I've seen in one of these games before, because some of the AI is supposed to screw up sometimes and make it look like a human screw up. Like in a fighting game, sometimes a character will use a long-range attack and it'll whiff, but it'll be at a range where a long-range attack would have made sense. But this is like the equivalent of if you were playing Street Fighter, and then Zon Geef walked to the other side of the screen and then just pressed the chop button until you threw a Hadouken at him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just waiting for you to win. It's, it's so weird. If only the track and field events were so easy. Right. <laughs> I feel like this game, ha I mean, it's got a lot of mini games, and they all, like, look nice. Yeah, everything looks good. Most of them play fine, aside from the ones that just literally don't work. 
Right. They all play exactly well enough for me to be like, yeah, this is better than a Mario Party minigame. Yeah, I think these are all firmly better than Mario Party minigames for the most part. But, I mean, there's not enough of a system in place for me to really be invested in doing well. Yeah, that's exactly the problem. There's nothing really to unlock besides more bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one thing I should say is that I think every minigame, pretty much every minigame at least, that uses a Wii Remote Nunchuck also has an alternate control scheme for the Wii Remote. There's a couple that don't. Okay. But most of them do, yeah. Like, any anything where you're just basically doing the swinging motion, you can just swing the Wii Remote. Yeah. But I found it much harder to just swing the Wii Remote than swinging both, so I think maybe it just doesn't take into account that there's a difference. <laughs> it's just, if you're not swinging the nunchuck, then it doesn't care. Oh, no. Because I tried to do the javelin throw or something like that, and it said, you can just use the Wii Remote. So I was swinging the Wii Remote, and my meter only filled up halfway. Oh, oh God. Which leads me to believe that I did exactly half the amount of progress on the meter than I would if I had had two controllers in my hands. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I'm not positive about that. There, there hasn't been extensive testing, but I would suggest using the nunchuck if you're going to try this. By the way, we should mention the last category, which is dream events. Now, I don't know if you watch the Olympics, but there is no dream event category. And... This serves as kind of a little bonus. I couldn't even find this on the main menu. I wasn't sure if Isaiah, he mentioned he played it. So I wonder if he unlocked it already through like the other modes or what? I played Dream Race, but that's it. Okay. But there's only there's only four Dream events, it looks like, which is surprising because other games have more. There's Dream Race, Dream Platform, Dream Fencing, and Dream Table Tennis. Now, typically what the dream events do is that they add a little twist to the events there already is. They usually have different controls. It's less athletic, and they're more like actual minigames. But yeah. they're more themed to, like, Mario or Sonic. And, Isaiah, you can probably take away with Dream Race since you've played it. Yeah, so Dream Race is pretty much a Mario Kart. Like, you have the, the item boxes and items do stuff, but it also kind of feels like a Sonic on rails, like Sonic and the Secret Ring sort of style gameplay. Yeah. The bit is you do the running motion with the Wii Remote and Nunchuck to get to a certain speed, and once you get to that, you don't need to keep doing it. And if you slow down, you got to do it again to get back to that speed. And then you use the Nunchuck to move left and right along, you know, a along a track of, of where you're moving. Yeah, the several lanes and stuff like that. Yeah, and you can collect item boxes and use them to, to hurt your opponents. Uh, you can hit the B button to jump, and there are some obstacles you have to either move out of the way to dodge or you have to jump over. And it feels much more gamey than the rest of the game. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I think I kind of get a vibe of what you're going for. Yeah. These are what I wanted the entire game to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I can understand, because that would just be another Mario sports game, and that'd be a little boring. So I, I appreciate the effort they went into making the Olympic games. Yeah. But you'll have to wait four years for it to be done properly, let me put it that way. It's just, <laughs> like, it's weird, because the Olympic games are just done with a sense of realism, but it's for Mario and Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. It feels like there was an idea here, but they didn't execute exactly what they wanted, maybe. So, overall, what do you guys think? Thumbs up or thumbs down? It's a big thumbs down for me. Big. It's weirdly close to a thumbs up, just because it's better than I was expecting. But it's still not good? I don't think that, like, comparing it to... Let's, let's say the closest thing to good that we've had in this generation is... I guess Rivals? 
Yeah, well, yeah, Isaiah, you gave Rivals a thumbs up, right? Yeah. This is certainly worse than Rivals. This is definitely worse than Rivals. I, okay, here's probably a better metric is it's worse than Mario Party. Well, yeah, it's, and Mario Party is all thumbs down. <laughs> if I was going to play this game, I would rather play Mario Party instead of it because yeah. it's the same vibe, but Mario Party is more fun. Any given Mario Party is better than this game. But this game is also definitely at least a little bit better than Sonic Shuffle. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. If for nothing else than the, the game functions. Yeah, and the music isn't terrible. What was it? There was one song that I was really into during a specific, like, event. I'm not sure what it was. I mean, it had to have been table tennis if you listened to it for more than 30 seconds. Yeah, it was probably table tennis, honestly. The results music is not fun, though. It's got the same problem that Sonic and the Secret Rings has, which is that you're moving through menus so fast that you're just hearing the main theme a bunch. Yeah. And it's also that garbage, like, orchestra, like, BS movie music. Yeah. It's like, like, and, you know, there's nothing to it. There's no substance. And it's not even like they picked Sonic songs and Mario songs, it doesn't seem. Yeah, it's, it's just a totally different soundtrack. It's just a soundtrack that you would expect to go with, like, someone's boring, co like, ESPN's boring coverage of the Olympics. I really feel like they made an Olympics game and added Mario and Sonic to it later. I think NBC has the exclusive broadcasting rights to, to the Olympics. I was about to ask if ESPN was even allowed to cover the Olympics. God, I hope not, because they're owned by Disney. Fair enough. Mickey Mouse and the Olympic Winter Games. <laughs> 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 Thumbs down for me as well. I don't know if I've made it clear. Yeah. It's, it's not crazy bad, though. This, like, I could... If this was the only video game you had, like, you'd be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Next time, we'll be covering Sonic Rivals 2, the epic sequel to the hit Sonic Rivals. Hopefully it's better than the first one. I think it's got Rouge in it. It does have Rouge. I think it has Espio, too. Yeah. Well, it might be better than the first one, then. I mean, realistically, if it's just that, except more characters, it is already technically better, but we'll yeah. see. You can find the No Spin Dash Zone on Twitter at No Spin Dash Zone. You can also email us using the email account, No Spin Dash Zone at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash NSDZ. We have multiple tiers. I think it's a $5 tier. We'll give you access to our bi-weekly Patreon-exclusive podcast about the Sonic the Hedgehog comics called The Mobius Strip. And our $10 tier... I should maybe, like, actually memorize these numbers. <laughs> we'll give you access to our pre-show stuff where we sort of warm up before the podcast. Yes, and all patrons of any tier are able to join the Discord, which we will also be on. Yeah, I have an unhealthy compulsion to check every Discord message, so you can expect <laughs> me to say something. That's the easiest way to get in contact with Charlie. Yeah. You can also find me personally on Twitter at Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. And you can follow me at Draws Charlie, where I draw something every day. At least for the rest of this year, and it gets slow. I apologize for that, but the times are changing for old me. For old <laughs> for me. Old, for old first-person pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us on... Oh. <laughs> Bye. No, we'll see you, thanks we'll for see listening. You. We love you. So we'll wait, see you they... two years from now when we go to the frozen tundra of Canada. Where was the Olympic Winter Games? Where was the today? 2010 Yeah, it's Vancouver. Olympic. Yeah, I thought it was good. Canada. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>
in Vancouver. We'd like to thank the LAG Radio Network for hosting our show on platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and lots more. If you enjoyed our show, you can find the rest of what the LAG Radio Network has to offer by searching for the LAG Radio Network on any of these platforms.